Hello. No, don't go yet. Hello, and welcome back to Lupton Ladies. We are here, and we are alive and well. We are returning <laughs> to your airwaves, in case you forgot. We know you missed us, so here we are. We missed you, too. Yeah. This is Natalie. Oh, and this is Josie. And welcome. And not that we were, like, super consistent before, but um, we're sorry to leave you hanging for more than our normal inconsistent time. Right. I looked back, and, like, our last one was, like, beginning of July that we released it. So not oh, yeah. terrible. Yeah, Could it's not be too worse. Bad. <laughs> well, and so we'll get into this more. But also, we had recorded a really long, yes, a re-recording of our advice episode, which was really good. <laughs> and again, we had audio issues. Yeah. So, so we the first were... one didn't save or something. We lost it. And the second one, we have audio yeah. issues. So we actually will redo that one again because yeah. it's so good. And it was really funny. Um, but yeah, we were trying to figure out a way to fix that in the meantime, and we're not going to. So <laughs> we're just going to yes. redo it. <laughs> yes, it's 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 not worth it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so before we kind of get into what's been going on, do we want to start with what we've been watching, reading, listening, or like highlights? I know it's been a while, so it's I mean, like, we're pretty much going to do that the whole time right that's all that's been going on with me okay you know what's like funny though TV. i was like thinking about this today and i was like okay spoiler alert but we'll talk about this more i've been um on a leave of absence for work for the last six weeks and i surprisingly have watched very little tv i am so impressed you do not know how like i already watch so much tv i cannot imagine how much tv i would watch if i also didn't work it just like doesn't it's well I'll watch a little bit on my phone as I'm, like, doing stuff or, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. But for me to sit down and, like, turn on the TV and, like, turn it to the streaming service, like, I really got to be committed. And then I, like, don't really feel good just, like, I don't know. Oh, I have, I have no problem. Yeah, I don't know. It's, like, <laughs> weird. It's just, like, it's hard for me to get invested in I that understand. way. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to talk about things we've been um okay so i feel like i was like listening to our episode that we're not gonna we'll, we'll record and it was like when i had gone to texas and had watched jurassic park <laughs> so that was the last thing you talked about of something you watched yeah jurassic park okay um and then i watched the movie chef which actually i think that's worth noting again because it's, it's kind of like a mm-hmm. ted lasso movie version very heartwarming I need to watch that still yeah okay um I finished a book, Untamed. I think maybe we talked about that. Oh, but yeah. I'm now reading another book called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. Yeah. Which is very relevant to uh, discussions That's coming great. up. And I watched, I think the one new thing I watched, the one thing I'm keeping up with is Ted Lasso. So they're releasing an episode every week on Fridays. Which I have not started season two, but I will. It's an interesting vibe. Mm-hmm. It's different than season one, but still good. It's they won like, a few Emmys last night. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, I watched the mm-hmm. Apple TV or Apple like release um, press conference mm. that they do. And they talked about like Apple TV and like Ted Lasso was like their shining star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the one I did just watch new was Selling Sunset. Man, we could do an episode on the drama. 
I like that show because it is such a like like any reality t- TV. It's just like a nice brain number. Yeah. But then the added of Selling Sunset is looking at all the houses. Well, and, and the I, different things that they yes, do. Yes. Yes. And yeah. I love real estate. Like I actually want to get into like real estate investing. So I'm like literally every day I'm on the M- MPLS app, mm-hmm. which is basically like the Zillow of Minnesota. Yeah. Every day. I'm on literally, Zillow every day. I watch it every yeah. day. I'm obsessed with real estate. So I'm like, that's kind of what got me into it. I'm not a huge reality TV show. Right. But I actually could watch it. I mean, mostly I was like doing other things, but sometimes I actually sat down and watched like a couple episodes in a row. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I thought it was good. It is good. It is definitely like, I am also not like a big reality TV person. Like The Bachelor is usually my... My um, one. That is not true. You watch literally. <laughs> oh, TLC. That's for, that's right. Love action or like yeah. Love on the Spectrum. I was gonna say Indian, I didn't, Indian I didn't Match. Watch Love oh, on really? Or Indian no. Matchmaker? Didn't you watch? Oh, that? I did. Absolutely. Like you like it. all like yeah. all the love reality. Well, ones. yeah. So TLC, yes, but a lot of TLC stuff is like not like I'm thinking like Kardashian esque, like Bravo esque reality yeah. TV. Like I'm not usually geared Real that Housewives way. of New Never. Like I don't watch any of that. Yeah. Which I think that's like a very specific reality TV genre, which Selling Sunset I think is more that way in terms of like they're really yeah. rich, they're selling these expensive homes, like I just like yeah. for me to sit down and have my full attention on that is just yeah. a lot. Yeah. But it's a cool show. Yeah, no, I liked it. Um You've actually watched a lot recently. For saying you don't watch a lot, and that's good. Yeah, no. There you go. Yeah, those are kind of my two things that I have been. Um Oh, you know what I actually also watched is the new Cruella movie. Was it good? I yeah, I like sat my mom down who like literally never watches yeah. TV or movies. Yeah. And I was like, mom, do you want to watch a movie? And she actually stayed up the whole time, which oh, is like wow. incredible. Excellent. It was good. It has Emma Stone, my previous doppelganger. <laughs> I don't know. I can't really see it. Like I can kind of see it, but. I like one year I got it from so many random people. Like people at work conferences were even saying that to me. I was like, this is weird. And then I kind of after that it stopped. But I got like six times. That's because Lord came on the scene and that's your true. No, Lord was before the Emma Stone. (laughs) But Lord is back. Yeah. But my hair is a little bit different. So I think that's I don't know. (laughs) That's funny. Um no, it was good. Like really cool fashion. Mm -hmm. Um it was like an actually I've never seen the original. Dalmatians. Okay. So I guess funny, I can't compare it to that. Funny sidebar about the original 101 Dalmatians. So I babysat my cousins a couple weeks ago and the older one who's eight, he was saying, we haven't seen this and we really want to watch 101 Dalmatians. Can we watch that with you? I was like, yeah, for sure. I have Disney Plus, so just queued it up. They, <laughs> about 20 minutes in, the older one looks at me and goes, is she trying to take their coats to make clothing out of the coats mm-hmm. and i said yeah and he goes so the puppies all die and like he's eight his sister is four and then the baby was there too and i i deadpan looked at him and lied i said nope they all live <laughs> don't do they die well the the dalmatians themselves that are part of the hunter one dalmatian story don't die oh. but it's the fact that cruella wants like she would kill them Oh to my do gosh. It. Like, that's the whole point. Disney is low key dark, dark as hell. Like, it is but not a I looked at her and I was like, no, they kiss. all live. Oh my <laughs> Which gosh. Which is not true. I know. It is dark. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not going to say that to him. Like, yeah, she's trying to kill a hundred dogs. Like, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> Anyways. So, there was a little bit of Dalmatians in Cruella. Yeah. It was interesting. It was like a really interesting. 
Okay, again, I'm not seeing the original, which is funny because I also designed a Winter Girl show. That was my idea about Cruella DeVille. Yeah, you really should see it. I mean, it's like a... <laughs> and then I was like, oh, and now the new Florence song, Cruella, came yeah. out. And I was like, wow, that would have been great for the Winter Girl oh, show. It's, oh, that would be... I know, so I'm like, I was very a little bit engaging too early. Show. I was yeah. too ahead of my yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it has some, like, really interesting twists. So it was good. Um... Yeah, good. Yeah, so I think those are kind of my notable ones. Um, podcasts, all my kind of my classics. The new Glennon Doyle, which is not as new anymore. I'm always listening to that. I still need to like get on it. Yeah, it's again, so another comfort- one I've added to my queue. Yeah, and not, so yeah. comforting to like listen to. And then my other one that's like regular recently is Millennial Minimalist. Oh yeah, that's right. They're nice to listen to. Anyways, okay, so that's me. What's about what about you? Okay, well, while we're on podcasts, I guess I'll just... I listened to the most recent season of Something Was Wrong. I don't know if you've ever listened to that podcast. I've never heard of it. Oh, God. This is you with everything I say. No, but no, no, no. <laughs> to this one, to me, is like... If you're a person who likes true crime without it being told like true crime, it's literally her interviewing people who are just telling their stories of shit that's happened to them in their lives. So it's it like... It is bonkers. I, it's like I survived... Yeah, I mean, they're not all, like, violent, but, yeah, like, manipulation. There's a lot of, like, really just sketchy people. <gasps> like, it is... Oh, my God. It is wild. Sorry to interject. Yeah. Because you just um, reminded me of something about manipulation. Yeah, what? I watched Dr. D- or I binged Dr. Death oh. season three on my... <sighs> I drove to Milwaukee a couple weeks ago. Okay, I haven't finished it. And it's about love conning. I, yeah, I haven't finished it. Oh, that's wild. It, uh, Sorry. But that's really a lot of these ones. So, like, every season she has a different theme. There's one season that she just, every episode is its own story, so they're not related. But the most recent season, which is still ongoing, which I, I hate falling into that trap with these kind of stories because now I'm waiting week to week being like, what happened to this person? Yes. But it is such a good podcast. And I started listening to that podcast, I don't even know, it might be like five years ago, the first oh, really? season came out. Like, it is... They have a lot, and it's very, like, it's very unique stories, but also at the same time, you're sitting there being like, this could be anyone around me at any time of day, manipulating someone on their phone, like, just, you know, like, it's just bonkers. Wow. Every week, they have a new story. Well, and they don't, like, they they take breaks in between seasons, but the current season is every week. Who hosts it? Oh, God, I'm the worst because she has a producer and a host, and I don't want to say the wrong one. So let me let me just look it up really quick because I I think Ashley Flowers is her producer, which Ashley Flowers has worked on other podcasts as well, mm. but she's not the host of this one, I don't think. I just want to make sure because, yeah, Tiffany Reese is the host of this one. You know what I've also been listening to, which was your recommendation? Sinisterhood. Sinisterhood. Yeah. But shout out to Celeste, one of our loyal listeners. She has been binging it like crazy ever since I told her or I said so on this podcast. Yeah. And it's good to just kind of have in the background. Like sometimes I don't feel like I have to listen too closely. Yeah. But the one episode I listened so closely, which is like this ever evolving story about the Murdoch family. Yes. I haven't listened to their coverage yet, but I saw it on there. Yeah. That family that is a wild What is going story. on? Like wild. The yeah. recent the dad Ugh. hired a former client to kill, kill him, him so yep. his one living son could get life insurance payout. Yep. Yes. I feel like the dad like put the hit out on his wife and son. And that's after what I his thought... wife found out that he was siphoning money. Yeah. Well, and like he was so into the drug trade. Yeah. <laughs> like all that crap. 
But I don't know. Like, I thought that too. But until recently, like, with the hiring to get the insurance money, like, I was kind of like... No, he just feels guilty. Like, he's I mean, just so maybe, guilty. But, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it seems like a, a classic yeah, murder suicide. I'm sure that's what happened. But, yeah, that story's wild. I do need to that's listen to so that wild. Sinisterhood episode, though. Yeah, that's on, like, every podcast I yeah, like right yeah. now. But, yes, shout out to Sinisterhood. That one is always in my queue. Um, but Celeste makes fun of me because, you know, anytime she texts me about an episode, she'll be like, you know, she's telling me what episode she listened to, whatever. And then she's like, have you listened to that one? And I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to skip it. Like, I've I've listened to enough about JonBenet Ramsey or like whatever it is. Yeah. And it happens a lot that I'm like, I'm skipping that one. She's like, why are you even listening to this podcast if you already know all of these? I'm like, well, some of them I do like to hear other perspectives and other information and whatever but some stories i've just heard to death like i'm just not well isn't that funny that's like shows you that we've been like it's a problem listening <laughs> too many it's a problem yeah yeah yep so uh okay so that was something was wrong highly recommend all seasons but the current season is especially wild um let's see tv i don't think i talked about this i might have i don't know if it was out then i don't know mayor of east town did you watch that yet no. kate winslet no <sighs> It's a good one. It's very, That's very what good I've one. heard, but I've heard it's dark. It, oh, I mean, it's real dark. Which I'm like, I don't need that kind of energy in my life right, right now. That's fair. Um, both the Doctor Death show and the Doctor Death documentary on Peacock, both fantastic. I should watch that. I've listened about to the podcast. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, so pretty good. And then I watched. I'm currently watching, which I've told Natalie she needs to watch. <laughs> Only murders in the building. Everybody, jump on. <laughs> Go on Hulu, watch Steve Martin and Martin Short, work with Selena Gomez, the funniest casting, and so good. But yeah, that's another show that's like week to week live, which I never do that. And now it's like, yeah, I'm sitting there waiting for the next episode. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the, our week to week ones will be coming back, though, like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. So it's like next yeah. week. Yep. Um, I've also been doing a rewatch of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Seven I seasons like, in. I like that's like a like one that someone's like having on the background. Oh yeah. And typically it's okay, but some of the episodes. Oh, I mean, I think skip. I just need to skip like oh, the skip. airplane. I just watched the hospital series. shooter. Yeah, I like, can't do that. I skip it most of the time, but I was yeah. like, I haven't watched this one in a while. You know what I want to watch is the yeah. new Sandra O, oh, the chair on Netflix. Yes, I watched the first episode. That's it. So far, love it. But I feel like it's the one where I actually do need to sit down. Yeah, I mean, and even so... the first episode, there were a lot of details, but I was like, oh. Oh my God, you know what I actually also watched, I think since the last time we had our podcast yeah. episode? Parasite. Fucking <laughs> Parasite. <laughs> so my I... friend... Man, go ahead. Yeah, so my friend Adam was here, who is like a very critical... Again, he won't even listen to our podcast, but whatever. Um... <laughs> He is such a critical, like, judgmental person, which I guess maybe you and I are too. But, like, he is a little bit more <laughs> obvious. <laughs> and he was like, you got to watch Parasite. It's the best movie I've ever seen. So, like, if he's saying that, I'm like, okay, fine. We'll watch it. And he's like, I will watch it again because yes. I just want to, like, have yes. you watch it and, like, see you watch yes. it. Yes. So I watched it, and I was, like, intently watching it. The subtitles is in Korean, which I love Korea, but, you know, like, it, it takes a lot of brain power to it watch really, it. really, yeah, it does. Yeah, you have to pay attention. Yep. I will admit, like, it was really well done. Like, 
Yes. The, like, cinematography yeah, of it all. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The storyline was kind of like, uh, like, like, it was kind of interesting when I saw, like, the first two people replacing the family help. Yep. But I'm like, okay, I knew that was going to play out for the other four. So that was, like, very yeah. predictable. So I, I just, there was, like, a while where I was just yeah. kind of like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen for the next 30 minutes. And then, like, the twist of, like, the other guy living in, the, like, the basement, I'm just like, it just kind of was, like, random. Like, I guess I didn't really predict that, but I kind of was like, okay. And it just kind of was so over the top that I was like. Oh, man. I just kind of was like. I remember gasping out loud when that happened the first time I watched it. When I saw that there was a person in the basement. No, I didn't at all. I had told Natalie that Parasite is one of the best movies. Probably the best movie I've seen in the last 10 years. Which and is so a then when wild she, to me. Especially because I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. I just, I love movies that are, first of all, like, quirky. So, like, at the story as they were going and, like, every character was, like, replacing and, like, different mannerisms they had to figure out and, like different character development and like how they pretended not to know each other in the house. Like I love shit like that. Like that's the stuff that I will eat up to no end. I won't give you that. Like the like, initial premise was like, yeah, that's so interesting and unique. Yes. But it just was like, it kind of was like, oh, this is going to play out for a while. Yes. But then also like the twist of the basement and then also like the ending, like I kind of predicted what the ending was going to be, but at the same time, like not the level that it was, I wasn't really like fully there. But it's, I just, I thought it was so well made. I loved the story. I loved the fact that, like, it is also, like, a really fucking dark commentary on poverty in Korea. I love that that's, it's thrown in throughout the entire thing, but, like, it's still, like, light enough, the rest of the movie. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Like, well done. I like that. Super well done. Like, undertone. Yeah. But I just kind of was, like, so many people saying, like, best movie they've seen. I just was, like, whoa. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right. I'm officially adding to the podcast list defining Natalie's television and movie tastes. Because I think that might be part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, so we went out to Which dinner. Is fine. We went out to dinner Saturday. <laughs> and I don't know what we we're talking about. Adam again, his favorite. Okay, this is maybe just like I'm just surprised because it doesn't really fit the rest of his oh, personality. Oh, God. Yeah. And he was like, uh, Princess Bride is my favorite movie. And I was like, that has to be the worst movie I've ever seen. Someone gave it to me as DVD as like one is like White Elephant. And I literally donated it right away. And the way that Natalie said it too, she goes, his favorite movie is that random movie. You know that one movie? Is it The Princess Bride? Is that what it's called? I was like, that one movie? (laughs) The iconic (laughs) movie that our deacon quoted in our marriage vows? Okay, I don't know what to say to you, but... (laughs) Well, and then he was like, I think you just watched it too late in life. Which I could understand. Because I just watched it for the first time, like, a few months ago. Also, though, that movie, Gold. Not no. my favorite movie, but Absolutely it's Gold. Absolutely not. It's, like, way over the top. Yeah, so then me, me and Natalie, of course, got into a heated conversation of, like, her interest in comedy and, like, what she likes, what she doesn't like. Mostly because I'm always interested to know, like, what what, what really draws people in about TV and movies. I'm, I'm always very... It's just such bad acting. I think I like good acting. Yeah, but some of the bad acting in that movie is intentional. <laughs> but then I'm like, don't waste my fucking time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on from Princess Bride. <laughs> Sorry to interject. I also have to interject okay. something at the end, so it's don't fine. let me forget. No, it's fine. We knew that this episode was just going to be catching up on all this shit. Yeah. 
Not that our episodes are that structured, but this will be a little bit more uh, loose than even our structure. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then I also watched Clickbait on Netflix. Highly recommend miniseries. Like docu-series? Uh, no. It's, oh. a, it's a miniseries, a drama. But I will say it's comparable if anybody... Um, oh god, and now of course I can't remember the name of that movie that I was just going to reference... Holy cannoli, this is not good. Anyways, it's basically described, like, the it's a drama and it's, like, a mystery at the beginning. But it is one of those movies where you're, it's very, it's based on everything in the digital age. Mm. So, like, when people are texting, like, the texts pop up on the screen and you, like, see it. The way that the conversation oh, is yeah. going. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when the emails pop up, Searching, the movie is called Searching, which is a great movie from mm-hmm. a few years ago. Where, like, you see every little thing that they're doing in the digital and everything around this mystery is, like, based in, like, the digital solving, essentially. Very good. Um, it's got the guy from, I always forget his name, but he was in, a thir- uh, he was in um, Entourage. I never watched that show, but the guy with the really long curly hair. And then he was also in Devil Wears Prada. He was her, her boyfriend. Oh. So he's, like, the main guy. And then there's, like, a bunch of other people. But yeah, it was very good. And it had me on the edge of my seat the whole time, and I did not predict the ending. So it was awesome. Oh my god, this is another movie. Ready. I'm ready. That I didn't... We talked about last time in the episode that we're not releasing, so I gotta okay. talk about now. I watched it on an airplane ride when I went to Texas. <sighs> I told you about it, and you hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. Not I Will Destroy You. No, the one about the woman. Um, promising, promising young woman. Yep, I have still haven't seen it? seen it. No, that I need movie to watch it. Is yeah, yeah. incredible. Yeah. I've like, heard amazing the things. twists and turns. Like, okay. if you think like Parasite is unpredictable, this yeah. will get. This is beyond that. Like, all right, perfect. And I was like the entire time just on the edge of my seat. Perfect, love it. Like, yeah, okay. Like, it's insane. Awesome. And it has um. The guy who played Schmidt in New Girl. And oh, yeah. the hot receptionist from Pride Practice. Oh, that's right. We yeah. talked about that. Which is wild <laughs> to see them, like, in this light. Okay. But, um, yeah, that's, like, a really, really interesting movie. Okay. I'll move that up on my list of Yeah, can you? Yeah. Can, yes, please do. Will do. Um, I mean, I've watched so many other things, but that's Okay, the other the thing main. I watched? Yeah. Lula Rich. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Is okay, it just because, like I'm like uh, obsessed with how much I loathe MLMs, yeah. especially ones like that. Well, just... and I just I think my thing with MLMs like, oh, this is also okay. So this came out, and then all the Nexium people are being sentenced like this yes. month, and the Elizabeth Holmes trial yeah, of Theranos. Theranos. We still need to come back and do an actual scam call episode because yes, yes, that's yes, another yes. one that yes, we didn't release because yes, yes. of quality. But yes, that trial started this week so i'm like this is like my super bowl like this There's month a lot. and it was the met gala your other favorite oh thing. yes I, I exactly you know me so well so i'm like these are all my things calling together but anyways yeah. i think the thing with mlms and we really can i don't want to deep deep dive because no. we're really gonna get off topic but but it's like i think for me it's so crazy that there's so much out there of how much of a scam they are and how bad they are and it's still so pervasive and so many pop up. And, like, most MLM's products are trash, too. And I just, like, 
I don't get, like, it seems like something that was created in the 80s that, like, should have been left in the 80s. Like, timeshares or something. Like, I mean, I guess I know timeshares are still around. But, like, yeah. it seems like something kind of, like, people created it and being like, this is such a great idea. And then I kind of was like, wow, that was such a bad idea. That's so 80s. Yeah. And the fact that it's still around and, like, the the whole religion twist on all of it is so. Yeah, that's always just an added creep cult. factor. Yeah. yeah. And they talk about how he would be, like, quoting, because um, he's Mormon or LDS or the yeah. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day yeah. Saints. Um, and he would, like, do that at the guy, the Ugh. husband. Yeah. yeah. I do need to watch that, though. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard it's... Some, someone I talked to said it was good but disgusting. I think that was the description. Like, well, a lot of it I had read, but then it did start getting into more interesting yeah. territory. But yeah, maybe we should. you should watch that. We can come back and do an MLM okay. episode. Okay. Because yeah. uh, it's also so Let's fascinating that they got the founders to be a be part in of it. it. Yeah, that was another thing. I saw like a clip and I was like, they're actually talking about this? yeah <laughs> and it's like wait a second well and one of the most vocal like anti mlm lulu rose specifically yeah. people on tiktok who was interviewed in it and she also was interviewed in like a shorter vice documentary people asked her like why would they um why would they agree to be in it yeah and some of their like kids were even in it too and they said like one, narcissism, but two, they mm. probably were like, we're going to do this, so you either can tell your side of the story or not. True. And I mean, you know, if most people were smart in a case like that, they would jump in to tell their side, but at the same time, I would love to know what their defense is. <laughs> I would, I can't oh my wait. God. I gotta watch Also, it. there's this girl in it, woman, sorry, woman in it, that, like, they interview ex-members, they interview mm. lawyers, whatever, then there's this woman that you like think she's like and they even interview journalists you think she's like a journalist or a lawyer she's just like you and i so fascinated oh. by so she just like researches the lawsuits she knows them all like very well in and out and she's a wa- she just has a story where she sells washi tape i love it i mean that's just like there was that documentary on netflix the one about the guy, you know who I'm talking about, the guy who killed his, a cat and was, like, in a YouTube video. Oh, I've heard about that, but... You've heard of the guy, but whatever. That documentary, there were three, I think, people in that documentary that literally have full-time jobs during the day. And then at night, they all are part of this Facebook group about this person to try to take him down. <laughs> like, basically. So it's, like, a mom, and then there's, like, a guy who's, like, a blue-collar worker, like, works his fucking ass off all week, but then at night goes in this. And the three of them, like, met so that they could discuss this random dude who's doing shit on the internet. They're just sleuths. Like, they had all this information on him. They know everything about him. Literally everything okay, about him. Okay, I feel like that makes more sense because that's kind of like the Paul Holes, Billy Jensen totally. podcast. Yes. Like, internet sleuthing. Yes. No, but she's not trying to, like, take anyone down. She's just She's interested. truly yeah. you and I, but, Sitting like, at another level. Like, like, fuck? like yeah. researching the new lawsuits. Okay. Like, yeah. you think she's literally a journalist just that's to, like, so know great. about them. I love it. And her demeanor is so fun. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. it. You gotta... All right, I'll watch You'll it. know exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. And at the end, you're just kind of like, wait, you're not... Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I love that. So funny. Okay, yes. I will get on that, too. Okay. All right. That's a lot for the yeah. catch-up. So, uh, listeners, hopefully you took some notes. Yes. 
All right. So what are we what are we for real going to talk about today? <laughs> We've been on a little bit of a hiatus. Yes. And as much as it was not uh, for me, because I do the same shit every single day, nothing has changed. It was very nice at the same time. <laughs> to yes. Just not have to, you know, be brilliant on a podcast <laughs> and not, not have to slave away. Wow. Really inflating yeah, yeah, this yeah. Uh, production. So what's been going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, we've taken a hiatus from the podcast, which coincided for me taking a hiatus from life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, mostly due to me. Um, basically, maybe we can just start high level. Maybe oh, we for sure. We don't even have it. to get into it. Well, yeah, whatever you want to say. Um, so I started a leave of absence from work. I'm in week seven. Um, basically, for burnout, I kind of reached this point, and maybe we can talk about this more, because I've talked to people since who are like, wow, that's me. But basically, like, my job, which a lot of people's jobs are very stressful. I'm yeah. not saying I'm unique yeah. in that way. But kind of just, and what I'm learning is kind of, all these stress that you, stressors that you induce, if you don't actually finish the stress cycle, which I'm like learning about in my book, which is either done through like working out or connection or whatever it is, it keeps building up. And so honestly, my theory is like kind of starting with the pandemic, which a ton of kind of crap hit the fan at work and then just obviously mm-hmm. the world and, you know, some personal stuff kind of built up and like I was no longer even like teaching or like really working out. I mean, I, did, I finally bought a Peloton, but like I didn't have a gym. Like honestly, I think like just so much stress compounded to like burnout and like yeah, it kind of got to a point and like it's hard because I kind of like say like I'm a high performing perfectionist. So like I'm really good at my job, which means I do a lot and I'm getting stuff done. But I become kind of like this single point of failure. Right. Which is a ton of pressure. Yeah. Which is also probably why I'm good at my job because I'm like, I, I know what I'm working on is very high priority for our company. Right. right. And kind of got to this point where it wasn't even just like the work of it all. Like there was a lot of like personal situations, um, like workplace bullies I even had to deal with. Which, right. n- you know, normally those would be stressful, but just kind of, like, Added compounded to yep. on top of that. Where I got to that point where I was, like, not showing up at work. I did not feel like myself at all for months and months and months. I felt like I couldn't even think, like, in a way, like, problem solving. I was, like, not showing up with, like, empathy. Yeah. Which, I'm a very empathetic person. So, like, for me to not have that is, like kind of scary right and also i was not good for my coworkers, right. and i feel like every day i just was like ready to like explode like i was venting to my coworker friends and i was like this is not a good sign and like even at calls like yes i have stressful calls but like i'd be even crying during them like i would like put up myself on mute and just be like bawling or like after a call that was particularly like stressful Again, I negotiate, so, like, yes, they're contentious calls, but there was one in particular that was really, really bad, and that kind of was, like, the cherry on top for me mm-hmm. leaving. Um, 
And maybe we can talk about that more because, wow, standing up to bullies that are Ugh. way, can, are swing taking big swings at you. Yep. Based on their position um, is very stressful. But um, I forgot what was my train of thought. Um, I forgot what I was even thinking. Mainly <laughs> just say. that you hit the cherry on top of yeah. it's time to take a break. And, like, another thing I noticed, too, is, like, I had no intuition. Right. Like, people were like, okay, so, like, what can we do to help, like, solve this? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I literally couldn't even think critically. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, people would be asking me, like, how can we, you know, how can we? And I just was like, I was at such a stressful place and so overworked that I was like, I, I see no light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And kind of, like got to that point where <laughs> my boss has a new boss and he kind of like got wind of this and kind of was like this is probably the like second time I've talked to him and he right. kind of was like asking me about it. he's very empathetic he kind of was a person that got a lot of these things in motion for me to like actually go out and leave but I literally could not stop crying like I, I was like it, once it started I was yeah. like it just was like a waterfall and I was like just I was just trying to like release this. Yeah. And the other thing too is like I think the difference between like burnout and stress too, like stress is like, you know, a weekend is restorative or like a week long vacation. Sure. When I was talking to my therapist, like she's like, it's gonna take you two to three weeks to even come down. And it honestly took me probably a month before I felt like I started coming back because like my nervous system was so shot. Yeah, I mean, I'll just interject, like, within your first week, I asked you, like, if you were doing anything, and you, like, listed a couple things, and I was like, no, the answer is no, I'm not doing anything, I'm gonna sleep, lay down, do other restful activities, because, like, especially in the first week of being out on a break, I was like, you need to fully take a break, and you did say you slept a lot, which is good. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, your nervous system, like, you probably would have gotten really sick, like, you were probably coming to a point where you would have easily gotten pneumonia or something, like... You know, because your nervous system was working way too hard. Well, and that's the other thing I learned with, like, my burnout book that I'm learning is, like, some of the things that finish the stress response cycle. So, like, exercising is, like, the most common mm-hmm. one. But, like, there's so many other ones, too. They were, like, if you get to a point where you it's so built up, like, one exercise will not address all the stress in your body. And it honestly took me, like... The really the things I prioritized in the first like three to four weeks was like sleeping and exercising. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that just started like taking off some of the layers. Yeah. And yeah, like I was people were like, Oh, do you feel so much better? Like in the first week or two, and I was like, I feel some like relief. Right. But I was like, No. No. <laughs> Which I and like I one hundred percent understand that. Like that that would be like taking a week vacation. Like you don't you needed more than that. Yeah. Like for impact to really be made. The first thing, though, I did, like, notice that I was, like, oh, this is probably what PTO should feel like was, like, the fact that I, like, literally passed off all my projects, not yeah. knowing what was going to happen, yeah. not no, like, not giving people a plan, just kind of being, like, right. here's the documents, here's the people, here's yep. where it's at, and not having to come back and be, like, oh, I have all these meetings next week to, like, catch up on this, or these people are waiting on me, or this is urgent. Like, that was, like, the most freeing thing initially where I was, like, these things are off my plate for yep. better, for worse. And like at yeah. first I, like I did not know how long I was going to be out. So I kind of was like, right. yep. I, I just kind of treated it as if I was going to be out for a while. Um, 
So, yeah, that was, like, the first bit of relief. Yeah. Which, you're right, that is what PTO should feel like, but most of us, if we're taking a few days or a week off, it's never, uh, I'm transferring everything to somebody else. I'm transfer. you know, like, you, you only can get rid of so much, and then they expect you to come back and jump back in, right? And you take so much time prepping yes. for, yes. to get it to a good, yep. quote-unquote, good place. Yep. So, yeah, that's kind of been going on, um... Along with that, I uh, went through a pretty messy breakup. Uh huh. That was the timing is just <laughs> uncanny. Uncanny. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So kind of, it's been a complicated yeah. finish. It's been kind of drug on, but the final door yeah. closed. Also, kind of right before we went out mm-hmm. on leave. Um. So yeah, four years. Unpacking that. <laughs> so it'll be a, it'll be another four years of uh, discussing therapy. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I should feel pretty free from that yeah. too. Actually, yeah. um, again, it kind of was like a long drawn out end. But yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel like I'm still like processing. I went through like a pretty bad friend breakup. Like one of yeah. my core friends. And when you take time like this, like in a leave of absence, everything else that like has happened in the time that it's been so yes. intense, it's going to hit you even harder because you have more free space in your brain to think about it. Yeah. So like even if like, you know, something is hitting you now that didn't happen recently, it's like, oh, I have time to actually like really sit on this, which can be good, but also can be like really awful. Yeah. And I think I'm just like, yeah, trying to move through it yeah. instead of just like ignoring it. Well, yeah, because you you were able to ignore it because you could compartmentalize before because you had work, yeah. you had other things to worry about. But now your brain is like, we got we got time to think about this. Yes, <laughs> that and just even like yeah, like yeah. Anyways, so that's what I've been up to. Well, I guess I haven't even talked about what I've been quote unquote up to. Like, so people are like, oh, what are you doing you with your time? To, but you don't need to be doing any like. No, but I think it's good. I do want to talk about this, not in the sense of like needing to do something, but, but you've had the opportunity. What to. I've been doing yeah, to yeah, heal, yeah. for sure. Love it. Go Sorry, ahead. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Well, no, I mean this is this is your show right here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you can interject too, and I don't know if you've had perspective of me. I feel like I wasn't a good friend until again recently, just because I was uh, so like no tapped out. Also, the moment someone says to you, "I need to take a leave of absence." You don't go, well, what about me, man? <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, but... That was 100... I literally was, like, trying... First couple weeks... First two weeks, I was, like, trying not even to, like, text you because I wanted you to have that time to, like, really take a break. Yeah. Because you need to. I mean, that's, like, a total... Even if, like... Even if I'm not being particularly annoying at that point, you still need a break. Like, You're that's, never you annoying. know... But it's... No, you don't... Don't even have that in your brain because this was your time yeah. to, like... So, yes, what what have you been doing to heal? Well, the other, yeah, not that I'm, like, ever great at responding to texts. I think I have, like, 30 unread texts right now. <laughs> oh, just felt a wave of sweat come over me. So, yeah. sorry if no. that's you. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, yeah. So, basically, a lot of rest, especially initially. Mm-hmm. But kind of, like, to get back into who I am, and honestly, last week was, like, the first week that I was, like, I had um, therapy, and she was, like, 
I can just tell, like, you are so much, like, you're just such a different person. And, like, I don't even think she's really seen me truly for me. Yeah. Um, Until, like, uh, starting now. But um, basically, like, yeah, rest was, like, number one. But then, like, everything, and this is my therapist's expertise, like, pleasure. So, like, just, like, playful things, community, connection, rest and like activities and kind of like just like letting yourself like not have any expectations on those things just like letting them come to you yeah so i've been like oh today like i feel like making cookies or gardening would like feel good like just kind of going with that and Mm -hmm. not really having a plan so i like and i remember like one of the first twinges of me feeling like myself was probably like week three or four when you and i you took a day off to go to the pool with me (laughs) Yeah, the leave of absence has been good for me because it, it Natalie's saying to me, like, you have PTO, come use it with me. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, an amazing day. Yeah, it was like a random <laughs> such, Thursday such a or Wednesday day. or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. That was so fun. But I remember, like, going down, like, a water slide, which I'm like, when's the last time I've done that? And I was yeah. just, like, laughing and smiling. And I was like, yeah, I, like, felt like a flash of, like, this is me. Yeah. And then, like, just, like, I went to, like, the, like, Harriet Rose Garden with my mom. And, I, again, it was kind of, like, okay, this feels really good to be, like, in nature. Like, that's mm-hmm. another thing. Um, and just, like, I've seen my f- friends a lot um, August to September, mm-hmm. like, from college particularly. Um, like, yeah, there was, like, two weekends where I had different people visit me. And then I went to Milwaukee and saw a lot of my Kind of some of the same friends, but some people couldn't come to Minneapolis. So that was really good. And then kind of just getting back to, like, that essence. And then I've also been teaching, which I've been trying to, like, set some boundaries because, like, that can be a source of stress. For but sure. it also feels, like, good to be, like, creating art yeah. and, like, impacting students and, like... The reasons you love it. Yeah. And, like, yeah. feeling like, oh, yeah, like, I am good at this. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, this is something that... I can contribute. So, like, that's also been good, too. Um, So, honestly, that's kind of just working out a lot. Like, that's honestly what, not, like, not, like, training, but just, like, making sure I'm moving my body. And consistently keeping it in mind. Yeah. Oh, I need to be doing something. Yeah. Whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, like, I feel like this week, last week to this week is, like, kind of the first time I've been, like, okay, I feel like I can think through things. Like, even my therapist was, like, well, what is, what are your, like, I was talking to her about grad school, and she's, like, yeah, it seems like you now have a plan. And, like, yeah, just, like, things are starting to, like, make sense. Excellent. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I still just am, like, so crabby at the fact that, like, it was such a, like, hard thing. Like, in general, we've talked about how it's a hard process to, like, even think about it, to commit to it, to then do it. Like, that's a lot. When, like, at the, when you're a person who wants to take a leave, the last thing you want to do is be thinking about, like, the details behind it. And, like, when am I going to start? When am I going to come back? When, like, you want to just be out. Like, you just want to be... I, I don't really have a simple solution to that. But, like, that part of it is, like, really hard. And, like, I'm glad that, like, you didn't just take two weeks. Because it took long enough to just get it off the ground, right? Well, like... <laughs> and I honestly feel like I'm, like, in an uncharted territory. Like, 
it's like when my therapist first brought up to me, honestly, it was kind of months prior. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even think that was like an option or like people do that. Or like, I was just kind of like, what? And like, I'm, I'm never even been out of work for like physical ailments. (laughs) Right. You know? And so it kind of took me a while to even like research this on my own kind of like, and I kind of don't want to bring it up really to too many people. Cause I just was like, how does this work? And kind of what, I figured out it was through, like, your short-term disability. Mm-hmm. You apply for leave of absence. But even that, like, it still was, like, actually, I'm still dealing with right. figuring it out. Right. Yeah. But I thought I had to figure it all out to take it. Right. Which is kind of... I, it's That seemed intuitive to me at the time, but now I understand why the opposite... Yeah, is true. It's yeah. true. Because it's, like... If you're disabled to work, which truly I you feel like work. I was, yeah. I yeah, yeah, then you go out and then you figure out yeah you know, the coverage yeah. piece and kind of what the the chair on top was like my boss's new boss being like leave <laughs> like yeah you're going out like you have my full support you have um his boss is my CFO who even reached out to me like one-on-one and was like, I fully support this. Yep. So we had like people supporting it, but I kind of was like, but how does that still actually work? Yeah. Like, do I still have insurance? And like the thing HR like told me finally was like, you'll continue to get paid while you're processing all of this paperwork. Mm-hmm. So I'm still fighting the paperwork battle. Course, yeah. And I probably yeah. will be up until when I come back. Right. And you know, I've like, um, healed some because I'm like at the point where I'm like, yes, I don't have to figure it out, but I will figure it out. Yeah. And across those bridges when it comes. Yes. Yes. So yeah, yeah, it is quite the uncharted territory. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like even people I tell are like, what are you doing? Like, they're just kind of like, I just couldn't believe like how complicated it was. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess I, I get it, but also I was like, man. It's all this work and all this thought and, like, whatever. And you're just trying to take a damn break. Well, I was just trying to, like, keep afloat, yeah. honestly. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was, like, just trying to, like, be at meetings. Like, right. yeah. It was just so bad. But, um. So, are you feeling, and you don't have to answer this question, but are you feeling like you are ready to go back to your actual job? Are you feeling like you are just you're shifting what you want to do in life like what are you what are you feeling right now yeah that's a good question <laughs> you don't have to answer it either um, and that's like <laughs> that's like some of what i'm like been trying to like yeah. get my intuition back to even think yeah. through that yeah i think what i've come to terms with is i'm gonna have to come back in the near future yeah you know in we're talking about weeks not months for sure um yep. And I do feel like I have a, a better head on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I'm scared to come back because I don't really think much has changed my role. I mean, I think there's now I've been able to separate it and kind of come into like, not that a lot, not that two months or three months changes like a ton, but I'm going to be coming into it and being like, okay, let me catch up one thing at a time. For sure. So I think yeah. I at least have that. But 
a lot needs to change with my role. And yeah. I think, like, finally people are honest. Like, I was bringing this up in a diplomatic way for a, a year, year and a half. And it and took you being like, I literally can't do this anymore. Yes. And Something it, has to change. Yes. And my boss is, my boss, new new boss, he kind of was like, we have failed you that it has gotten to this point. Right. So right. he kind of was like, yes, take your time off. But, like, when you come back, we need to... And I think maybe they've had some conversations, but like I'm sure they have. we need to yeah. figure out yeah. what needs to happen. The thing is, in the scheme of like the entire organization I'm a part of, like people think my role isn't quote unquote as important as like other roles. It's kind of that if you're in though. it, if yeah. So like sometimes I'm like sometimes we do feel like kind of a stepchild or back burner. But I was like, you don't understand. I'm the single point of failure for so many processes that I'm like, I think now maybe people will understand that. Well, and even if you're not, like, whatever people think about the most important roles or the most high profile roles, whatever they are, the fact that you literally had to stop doing your job because you couldn't do it and you are a high performing person that can deal with a lot of shit, that is answer enough of like, okay, we need to reevaluate how this is going, how this is set up, what support is there, what support is not there. Like, it Which, is a very, like, this is, if nothing changes after this, like, they're making a big mistake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, like, cool. so many people, like, and I, kind of, like, so many people are, like, I do not know how you do your job. Or, like, like, I, already, like I never understood it before. And I kind of, like, where people are, were, like, I kind of thought people were talking about, like, the type of job. And I was, like, yeah, like, not everyone's cut out for, like, negotiation or, like, conflict or, like, right. legal jargon or, like, you know, thinking through all this. But I'm like, now I think I kind of get what they were saying. <laughs> like, physically doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And I do want to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But, um, yeah, so, like, I do, I'm going to be coming back to my same role. Mm-hmm. However, part of kind of what I was trying to figure out before I went on leave two as partially a survival exit plan, but also partially, like, yes, I feel like I've truly outgrow in my role and I want to learn and do the next thing in my sure. career progression. Yeah. I was like figuring out a career shift within mm-hmm. the company. Mm-hmm. And I was reckon, you know, I'm recognized by several people, including officers of like being supportive of that. But navigating that also was like, I am doing uncharted territory. Like yeah. there's not people, predecessors of mine doing these leaps. I'm in a pretty unique mm-hmm. position that I like have credibility to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I still think I want to make that move. The other thing is like grad school. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And I can talk about that maybe a little bit, but I'm going to apply for grad school. And once I have my options, yeah, I'm going to make a decision then. Yeah. So I at least oh. know I've given it a try. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have a couple, like, years ahead of me that's going to be kind of up in the air, but I feel like I can take it. And at least you've had time to actually sit and think about it. Yes. Because that was part of the problem. Yes. You're like, how do I even think about a career shift or going to grad school when I literally can't even do my job? Yeah, like, I'm just trying to stay afloat. Yeah. So it's been, I think it's been good for you overall to, like, just have the space in your brain to think. Yes, and space in my life because, uh, as Josie can see, we're sitting in a room full of nothing because I needed to, like, clear out all my possessions. I mean, there's minimalism and then there's... You could rent this on Airbnb tomorrow. (laughs) You know, which is great. Good for you. (laughs) Truly, minimalism, it keeps me sane. 
to just Which, keep a yeah. clear head. But um, okay, so I think I want to talk about, and I posted this on Instagram last night. I kind of have been quiet about this a little bit. Instagram, this feels like a little bit more of an intimate setting to talk about this. I don't know why I've been quiet. It just feels like, I think part of. I was curious if last night your Instagram was the first time you had mentioned. I think so. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I knew, so, like, it wasn't, like, crazy to me, like, to see you post about it. But I was like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. the extent you've talked about. Yeah. And for a while, I just was, like, so, like, so much was kind of, like, being figured out that I, I And it just felt like, and I I, again, my intuition, I was like, is this oversharing or is this helpful to I people? Understand. yeah. So I feel like I saw that TikTok about, like, toxic productivity mm-hmm. and, like, the capitalism machine keeping us in, like, hustle culture and trying harder and like we're not not motivated it's not because we're or we're not motivated because we're lazy it's like we're literally doing everything we're so burnt out like mm-hmm. and it's it's chronic like a lot of us i think especially with the pandemic mm-hmm. especially in business and medicine like we're just being asked to do so much and so like i was talking to one of my friends and he was like i'm not trying to diminish what you're going through but he's like wow, like, I really relate to what you're talking about. Sure. And he was, like, sometimes in the middle of work day, I would just, like, burst into tears. And, like, that's not like him. Right. And just, like, yeah, like, I bet you are. And, like, I feel like I'm, like, the first person kind of being, like, maybe I'm the first person I got to such a point where I'm, like, I literally can't operate anymore. Right. But I think so many people are so close to that point. I think another, like, an addition as to why, like, we aren't, talking about it or like people are like oh my god i relate to it there's so much out there that makes that laughable right like i'm a big fan of reels and tiktoks Mm -hmm. and whatever but all of the ones that are like you know me crying at my desk at 9 a.m and it's like funny but it's also like oh my god like (laughs) i do that (laughs) like it's like oh we're making this like this constant productivity it's like kind of a joke so i think a lot of people aren't really thinking that it's that big of a deal because like, Oh, like these funny, like people are making fun of it. Like we're all feeling this way. It's not a big deal. It's fine. And then like you come to like this term of like, no, like I'm crying on the daily. That's not normal. That's not like, that's not something that somebody should be doing. Like that's just not, but I think that there's like an element out there right now of like, everybody's like, we're all struggling because it's hard. But so then people don't, stop to think of like oh what can they change and what can be done and like like you taking a leave, yeah well if that and, makes any and sense and i had to go to such extreme because i couldn't even think about yeah. ways to even start to make it get that yeah. relief while also still working yeah and i i, I just was like yeah i was like n- i hated the person i was showing up yeah to get my job done yeah it, it was just yeah it was so bad but anyway so like I, I talked, so this person posts something and yeah, it was kind of like this toxic productivity and like, I've been, I think some people are starting to talk about that more and, um, even listen to the minimalist, there's a podcast about it and they kind of talk about simplifying your life in every aspect, but kind of like, why are we so obsessed with bettering ourselves with always doing like self-help books and like always trying to like be on a diet or always trying to like get the next fitness goal or the next career goal or the next whatever, whatever. And I was like, I like started crying. I was like, I feel like my whole life is filled with the energy 
mm-hmm. of bettering myself, of hustling, of mm-hmm. doing the next thing. And, like, so much of my identity, both internally and, like, pride and externally. Like, so many people are like, wow, I just admire, like, all the things you do or your drive or, like, how ambitious you are. Like, so many people, both, like, romantic partners or mm-hmm. friends. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good at it. Like, I... Like, I can tell you a bullet pit list of, like, everything I've been able to achieve in four years. Certainly. Like, from yeah. doubling my salary or, like, you know, getting all these, like, things that you can equate to, quote, yeah. quote, success. And, it, ironically, I got a big raise right before I literally was, like, I can't work anymore. I'm taking a leave of absence. Like, the Well, because that's what they reward. Well, yeah. They reward the hustle and hustle and hustle. Like, the level that you were at, they reward it. Like, yeah. it's, you know... And it was, like, and it was so funny to me because I was, like, also trying to negotiate this, but kind of was, like, no, we don't really do it off the cycle of, you right. know, yearly reviews, which is common in a lot of big companies. Right. And the fact that they even did this as an off-review raise was just kind of, like, wow. Like, I just, like, I just, it was, like, just so many, like, feedback loops of, like, kind mm-hmm. of where I was. And so it's, like, I feel like I identify with that. Like, I'm... The thing is, I'm also very interested in a lot, and I'm good at a lot. Like, I just... There's not one thing I'm, like, a great, great at. Like, I'm not the best piano player ever, or whatever it is, but, like... Oh, you're not? Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to become a concert pianist. Uh, no. Anyways. But, like, and I, I don't feel, like, weird saying that. Like, I, I think it's good to have self-awareness. Yeah. But... So, I'm like, yeah, I'm good at this stuff, but I'm like, but at what cost? Like, I feel like For I'm, sure. like doing so much i'm always being like i need to like all the books i have are and i don't mean self-help in like the rachel hollis mlm way though like boss babe or like you only you there's only 24 hours a day you make whatever you want of it like i've never been that like that level and about so i don't identify with the people that are like deconstructing that but in a weird way, like, yeah, I've been, like, being like, okay, what's next in my career? Like, always thinking ahead. What's grad school? Mm-hmm. What's my next salary? What's, how am I investing more? How am I, you know, I'm involved with teaching three different organizations. Like, where are these organizations going? Like, like just always thinking next and I don't think it necessarily there's anything wrong with, like, evolving, growing, learning. But just, like, I'm trying to disassociate my worth right. and what I am from, like, the hustle of it all. And, like, I just like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I'm, like, just yeah. starting to, like, yeah. deconstruct, like, that I have so much identity built into it. Right. And... Like, how do you do that while still operating in a capitalism machine? Like, yeah. how do I do that while still making some sort of living? How do I... Yeah. And there's things, you know, I'm starting to, you know, like, I'm really trying to break, like, the consumption. Like, that's the minimalism for me is, like, breaking, like, the consumption of always having the next best thing in terms of, cons- like, consumables. So I don't have to be relying on this big salary. But, like, there's still an element you have to make money. And so, like, I... That's kind of this bigger existential question that I'm like, is it grad school? Is that even, like, smart? Is it getting out of business? Is it, Mm -hmm. like, 
how do we slow down and like appreciate what we've gotten? Because like as soon as we get there, we're looking for the next thing. Yeah. I will say that, and I'm sure this is also partly why you're able to think about this now. The pandemic forced me to slow down, right? But like we were both people who it was literally like, I don't know, I'll have to find a way to fit you into my calendar. Like that's just how Mm -hmm. we were with whatever it might be, just filling our lives with whatever, you know, you teaching a lot of that kind of stuff. I am very invested in my family that all lives Mm -hmm. here. Like just the constant of, I always have something going on. I always have something on the calendar. I always have something planning ahead. And I did that for my entire life. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit where not only am I working from home, I'm not seeing people. I'm not doing anything. I'm not, it forced me to be like, okay, so then when this is all over, what am I going to return to and what am I not going to return to in terms of the stuff that's making me hustle, the stuff that's making me busy, the stuff that's filling my brain? Like, what of it, what of it is really important to me? Like, what when, when I can actually have time to, like, have control over what I'm going to do on the weekend again, what am I actually going to do with my time? Am I going to spend it trying to, like, figure out, you know, like you said, the next best mm-hmm. thing? Am I going to be reading millions of articles on whether I should go to grad school or not like am I going to be spending the time like Mm -hmm. I used to spend the time or am I going to like try to relax and chill and Mm -hmm. like be a little bit calmer and like let the weekend come to me without 3,000 plans on the calendar and like so I think that this I mean yes your leave of absence has also allowed you that but like I think the pandemic is what really made me finally be like I can actually take a break in my brain and like think about what I want in life. I never take the time. And I think, I think a lot of people were able to do that Mm -hmm. too. I think for me, and there's maybe a little bit, I think for me, my work kind of times three at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. So I think I like couldn't, yeah, and my work has stayed the same, but it's, it, for me, it was mostly my yeah. own time. Right, so I think, own... like, that's, like, offset all the yeah. freedom sure. of, like, sure. having your time that's back. Fair. That's fair. In a yeah. way, yeah, but I, it's hard because, like, so, like, and we've talked about this, like, I'm so passionate about, like, especially women negotiating for themselves, like, you know, I've talked to so many people recently about this or like, yeah. I'm so passionate about like getting paid what you're worth. I, you know, like I am passionate about these things. I'm passionate about doing a good job. I'm passionate about, you know, like teaching and like, I, I don't know, like it's, it's hard for me to do things half ass. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how do I, and I don't think the the answer is to say like, Oh, just don't care so much. Certainly. Especially when you're a person where, like, that's not in your nature. Yeah. Saying that isn't going to make you not care. Like, it's not that easy. (laughs) So. Yeah. That nut is really hard for me to crack. And I'm a person that's, like, I like all, again, I'm interested in a lot. So, like, for Mm -hmm. me to not teach at all feels really off balance. Right. So, it's, like, I think, like, the starting point and this is not me solving it, but the self, the starting point is like being on a sh- like unabashedly like being like, nope, I'm logging off. Yep. If you want this done, like there's a trade off. Mm-hmm. Like really being realistic with like resourcing and things mm-hmm. getting done because I was kind of like, 
well, I can do it, and somebody needs to do it, sure. and I'm going to move mountains to get this done, because yeah. it's just going to be easier than, like, setting a boundary, yeah. and, like, yeah, not being, like, and I, and the other thing, too, like, I don't know if I, if people feel like I've done this on social media, but, like, being, like, very honest about being, like, oh, like, I'm not, you know how people, like, this bugs me, like, when people put the whole schedule, like, I wake up at 5 a.m., 5.20, drink my lemon water. 5.30, I'm working out. 6 o'clock, I'm showering. I can never 6.15, I have my coffee and I read 10 pages and I meditate and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, some of that stuff's good for you, but, like, I hate the, like, the scheduling and, like, well, and the show of it all. And the scheduling of all of those things you just said defeats the purpose of all of those things. Yes. <laughs> And, like, I get you do have to, like, schedule on, like, your priorities. But, yeah, like, but, like... Like, I hate to show that because it always feels like you're not doing enough. Like, you're right. not... Like, oh, I should be meditating more. I should be... Oh, I mean, I feel that way all the time about... Like, I used to follow a lot more, like, fitness people on Instagram. And I had to unfollow them. Because I immediately would look at, like, their Instagram stories and be like, Oh, well, shit, I haven't done anything for three days. And this person has already had two workouts today. And, like, it got to a point where I'm, like, this is not helpful, and it's very unhealthy for me to watch. <laughs> well, even there's, like, I posted also about this. There's this, like, hard 75 Hard 75. Chat. And literally oh one of the rules God. is, like, if you if you make a mistake, which a mistake would be, like, breaking your quote-unquote diet, which I'm, like, let's yeah. stop saying any yeah. food is cheating. Mm-hmm. Like, food is not cheating. Food is nourishment. It doesn't matter what it is. And I, something I struggle with on the daily. And yes. honestly, like people doing that, like it makes so much pressure of food. Like it makes so oh, much of being like, oh, yeah. I ate this chocolate cake. I, I'm just going to keep spiraling or like I can't have veggies too or like. Welcome to my life. Yeah, I hate that. I hate diet culture. But even like working out, like, oh, yeah. if you don't do your two 45 minute workouts, I'm like, no, the reason I've been able to be consistently moving my body is because I'm like, I don't really care if it's been five days. I'm like, I'll just get on it and do my best. Yep. Or like, yeah. I'm just going to do like what sounds good to me, whether that's like 15 minutes weights and I don't want to do cardio. Like, yeah. I'm just like the idea that like you take a day off, which it's good for you to rest. Yeah. Means everything you've done in the past days is like, yeah, you just wash that away. Yeah. Like, that's insane to the me. The thing though that like, I always have to remind myself when these things come out, like when Hard 75 came out, I was like, okay, another, here we go. There's going to be another craze of people posting their before and after pictures, you know, whatever. All I care about is that people, whether it's, they do that and they like it, they do it and they hate it. It's that they learn what works for them. If it makes them get up to try something new, great. It's when they then fall into every detail, when they fall into... I can't skip a day. I can't skip a workout. I can't. Obviously, that's horrible. But the idea, like, the reason these always keep coming out is because people are like, someone out there has still not found something that works for them. Let's see if this works for them. And, of course, Heart 75 is absolutely insane. It's so stupid. I do not appreciate it. But it's the idea that, like, people, there always, people always need something that's going to make them try. Right? I guess I agree to an extent. But I think, like, every time then, like, there's... This is, again, the MLM thing. They're set up to fail because it's... I understand. But it's also the idea, like, as a person who, like, it can be very difficult for me to, like, want to do anything physical, I often see the appeal when something new and bright and shiny comes out. Like, I'm not saying that one is good or any of them are really that good, but I get why it makes people try. Like, I get... 
I get why these people decide to like, this is going to be the time I'm going to try. Of course, a lot of them are set up to fail. That's obviously terrible. Well, it just like gives you more shame. And so like, then it just packs Mm -hmm. on more for like, when you want to try something again. Like, I just feel like there's so much of a complex around it. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I hate all that shit. I hate Whole30. I hate the all the rules. I hate challenges. Like, I just hate it all. Well, I'm going to make one comment. Yeah, and I know we kind of see a little bit differently. Well, it's not I, even about seeing differently. It's also the fact that I have struggled with body identity and my weight for most of my life. Even in the times I was skinny as hell, I hated it. I hated myself, right? You have always been a person who has been able to consistently do some sort of movement. You've always been doing some sort of activity throughout your whole life, right? I had periods where I didn't do shit. Didn't even go for walks, didn't do anything. And getting back into that has always been impossible for me. And so trying things and like, yes, obviously a lot of them are terrible. And like, I'm trying, I'm still obviously trying to like have a better relationship with my body and with food. I mean, same though. Like, but you've also been excellent at intuitive eating for a lot of your life. That is something I still cannot do. You eat when you're hungry and you eat what feels good. And that's great for you. That is so fucking hard for me. Like it is so hard for me. Yeah. It's like an impossible complex for me to get past. Which is why I try things. I tried things like Whole30. And like, and like, obviously I'm not saying any of those things are great, but it's, I needed something to get me to start again. And I need that many times in my life. Like I've needed, you're I mean, very I, good at intuition with that kind, kind of, of stuff. But I think like, don't you think... I would say, like, yes, with eating, I think I'm pretty, like, I'm, I'm pretty good about not buying into diet culture, but that does not mean that I have a great relationship with my body. No, but it's the idea that, like, you've always been very, like, I'm going to eat this, and it's, that's just how it is. I literally am still not that way. Like, it, and it is, like, and so things like Whole30 make me... You know, yes, and feel like I can do it. I, I get what you're saying, but like, this is my theory. If you're s- struggled with any of this food, body image, whatever, I think there's like, I think my theory is people doing these things adds more layers and baggage onto body image, food identity. Like food, I don't security. disagree, and so it's like yeah. I don't, I don't disagree that it's something to get you to an, a phase, but I feel like that phase creates more of a complex. Certainly, yeah, and so like that's like why I'm so hesitant about anything rigid or a period of time, right? Or for something for you to be on or off, for sure, yeah. And I understand that, but I'm I'm mostly saying like you can wake up every day and have a better feeling about what you're gonna eat as you go throughout the day and be like, that's what I had and it's fine. That's what you know, that's what I'm going to have and it's fine. Like I have literally never been that person, and that's why I have gravitated to so much different shit. And I'm not saying any of it's good, but I understand yeah. why people no, do. No, I understand too. And I think like the other thing too is like a lot of people don't grow up with tools or even some of it's just even plain knowledge 
Right. Not that I'm like know everything, but like don't have like good knowledge of being like, oh, this is how you like make veggies or this See, is you, how you. Yeah. And you grew up with pretty good like yeah. learning opportunities for that kind of stuff. Would you say? Yes. Like, yeah. And your mom eats very healthy. Well, no. She's healthy, but she also will have ice cream every day. Well, so, like, I mean, that like, was, like... But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you're good at intuitive eating. Like, you want to eat ice cream, you're going to eat ice cream and yeah. feel fine about it. Like, that's fine. That's great. But it's... I don't know. I just... I think I understand why people gravitate toward all this new shit and, like, trying to be better and trying to be perfect. And, like, I, I get it. Now, is it something that I would support? No. Like, especially because I've done all this shit so many times. Yeah. And I counted calories for years. And I get it to a certain like, and I've even tried to count calories. Like, I mean, I've gone through these things. I've, I've like, I think I'm like learning because I'm like, I try to do like, yeah, the counting calories or, um, like have these goals of like, I'm going to do this every day or like, I'm like creating schedules or whatever. And maybe that's one part of like the hustle. I'm like, I think I'm getting to the other side of like letting go. Sure. Yeah. Maybe that was, like, one yeah. of my first things. But, like, yeah. but by no means does that mean I have, like, a good body image. And I, I, no, like, I understand. It's, I, I was just saying more, like, I get when people gravitate towards something to help them because they can't trust what they're going to yeah. do or what their brain's going to say to them. Or I think the know. other thing, too, I hate, well, two things. I hate scales. <laughs> But I think a lot of people are getting that way. But like, I mean, I just, I've always hated the scale. But <laughs> no, but I just think the numbers so like, yeah, so arbitrary. Yeah. Oh, and there's so much more to what makes a healthy person than yeah, weight. yeah. So I like maybe weigh myself once a year when I'm like at my mom's in my mom's bathroom or like at I, when I was at Lifetime once in a while. But I truthfully haven't not done that in a while. Um, but oh, where was I going? Oh, the other thing I hate is progress pictures or before and afters like the sense that your before is bad or your your after is good or like if you stray from your after i'm like your body your life your everything is always going to be ebbing and flowing and like like give yourself space for that like don't have these like moments in time be like these i good and bads you're such a beautiful angel (laughs) that you can feel that way (laughs) And actually, I was reading something You're about Peloton a- and why it's so successful is because, like, they're not into gimmicky, like, before-afters. Sure. Which and I was that's like, fine. oh, that's... Yes, I identify with that. But, like, the fact that you you are able to have that piece in your brain, I'm very jealous of. Because I am comparison queen. Of I my, fight, of, though. Of I fight. I fight. <laughs> oh. I fight, like, for that, though. <laughs> it's not a natural thing. Oh, it's great, though. I'm glad that you can do that. I'm the one who's over here literally sending pictures to Celeste going, can you fucking believe we used to look like this? I'm yeah. trying every day to be better, but I it is a constant struggle. No, and I like and I agree, like even Glenn, Glenn and Doyle, she's a recovering um, bulimic and she, you know, has all this knowledge in her belt and she's like, I'm pissed off that age of 44 a feminist who's doing all this stuff she has her big foundation she goes over 50 percent of my thoughts every single day are about my body yeah. and food 100%. and she goes if only i could reroute that real estate yeah. 
like what I could do. It's so hard. She's like, objectively, I know these things. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I still do that. Like, I still like have parts of my body that I'm like, literally just look at when I'm in the mirror or like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm just like actively resisting it instead of like leaning into it, I guess. So that's, and I, so that's a good way to describe it. And I think also you just have a great attitude about it. Like you, you understand why your body just ebbs and flows. Like, that's amazing that you can, like, come to that in your head and, like, understand that, like, that's that's accurate. Whereas I'm the person who's just like, yeah, but I don't like that. <laughs> like, there's something in my brain being like, yeah, I don't like that my body is ebbing and flowing. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hate it. I mean, it's... Well, and I think you think, like, see, um... Like, and I've heard kind of the evolution of, like, the body positivity movement of, like, fat culture being, like... Yeah. It kind of was, like... I, this person is beautiful despite their fat or I love them despite their fat mm-hmm. and like really going into like being like no I love myself as a fat woman period yep like yep. I love it I love my roles yeah. I love my side like and like it really going to like that's where we need to be and like that is like true like I feel like self-love is for like, sure I will say too old navy I don't know if you heard that they. Oh yeah, Heather McMahon. Yeah, she's... that they eliminated their plus size oh, and they're yeah. just putting it all together. Oh yeah. Like, why have we not done that sooner? Well, and even <laughs> I was listening to Glenn Doyle's podcast, and she goes, some insane percentage, like I want to say sixty, seventy percent of women are over the size twelve. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. The worldwide average has been like going up and it's been a high number longer than we probably remember it being well and being like so then why are most of our stores Uh, catering to such a small amount of people excellent question and the other thing too is like there's such a notion of like fat is unhealthy obese is unhealthy like to to address this health issue just lose weight like it's lazy medicine and like the bmi was like created like Oh, not BMI. even for like yeah. humans. Mm-mm. It was like uh, astrologists, I think, created like and being like, why are we deciding that this is overweight or even this is obese? Like, who's even deciding that as a label when like truly it's not? If the right. most of us normal are considered overweight, right? And who's deciding that that's unhealthy, right? Like, and it's so true, like. It's just, like, you really are – there's just so much to unpack that you, like, learn growing up. And I'm, like – and I, like, feel like I grew up in a pretty, like, healthy household. And I still am, like, there's just so much. Oh, yeah. You know, me and my therapist have gotten into it about, like, ways that I – people in my life spoke about weight and health and different things that have impacted how I now look at – all of that. They say it all goes back to your childhood, apparently. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Even, like, Glennon Doyle was, like, when she, like, brought her daughters to the doctor's office, she had a story, and she was, like, went to the doctor beforehand, and I was, like, I do not want you to comment or, like, talk about my daughter's weight or, like, like, you're not going to make any comments about the weight or whatever or, like, her being at a certain weight. I don't even know how she said it initially because then, like, she did that for one of her daughters. Like, the doctor didn't comment on it for one of her daughters. But then for the other daughter was like, oh, you're at a perfect weight. 
And then, like, basically mm. then been like, well, wh- why didn't I get anything either way? And being like, okay, doctor, you're not going to comment on their weight, good, bad, either way, if it's normal, if it's not normal. Like, there's going to be no association with where their weight is. Like, especially if you're not going because you're having an issue that would at all relate. Like, if yeah. you're just going to the doctor. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like... And I was like, yeah, like, even just those small things of, like, oh, you're, like, quote, unquote, in the normal range, yeah. or, like, you're the 99th percentile, or whatever, like, that's so true. Like, we don't need to be commenting on it at all. Yeah. Ugh. Makes me so mad. <laughs> um, where, what were we talking about? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't really know where we are. I don't know what day it is. <sighs> what way is up? Um, oh, it's hustle culture. That was an offshoot of hustle well, culture. Well, that's a big... For me, that is a big hustle. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm constantly hustling in the form of losing weight, gaining muscle, being skinnier. Like, that is just a constant in my brain. So, I guess it makes sense that we went there. hmm Yeah, <laughs> and I'm really trying to, like, label exercise or, like, gaining strength as, like, being, like, this is how I'm breaking my stress. Yes. And, like, having... And I I enjoy seeing myself being, like, oh, I'm, like, you know, able to lift higher weights. Like, I don't think it's necessarily bad to, like, see, like, progress of strength or stuff like that. It's not bad. Exercise. But I'm, like, in no way am I associating, like, how, how many days in a row or how... What's my weight or, like... But again, I applaud you for being able to do that. Well, I'm just trying. That's, That's what I'm great. trying That's to wonderful. do. That's wonderful. I love that. But I'd still have been like, hell yeah, I just like was able to run two miles in a row or whatever. Like, hell yeah, like, I'm still you gotta gonna celebrate. Be, like, celebrating that because it just means like my cardiovascular system's getting right. better. And like for me, I always can tell that I'm like back to a good working out life when I'm sleeping better. Yes. So like when I wake up in the morning and I slept great, I'm like, this is my indicator. Yeah. <laughs> like this is like yeah. more than anything for me. Yeah. Weight anything. It's am yeah, I sleeping so better? So it's like the why. Like it's just like yeah. making sure we're like always checking our why not that i'm like always perfect at that like sometimes i'm like oh yeah like am i fitting into these better like jeans better or whatever like like yeah i still struggle with that for sure but. And I, yeah i'm not trying to say you don't struggle i'm just trying to tell you that i think you do a very good job of positivity around it you're really intuitive about food and working out and stuff which is great thanks you're welcome <laughs> yeah so what the hell else is going on um <laughs> I mean, we're pretty deep into this episode here. I know. I feel like the uh, bomb about going through a breakup is probably going to be like shocker news for I kind of loved that you said it and then you just kept talking. (laughs) I mean, I love that it was just, it was part of it, but it also was not part of it. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to have to revisit that probably later on. Yeah, maybe or maybe not. Well, we're sitting at an hour and 22 minutes. So what do you, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. No. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I think let's... I know this was, like, a little bit chaotic. I want to, like, come maybe back in, in the future of, like, mm-hmm. hus- or, like, the dissociating from the hustle culture and making sure, like, we recognize we are enough as is, as now, not striving for the next thing. But okay. that is, like, yeah. I'm only just starting to realize, like, that's something I need to start. Yeah. Why am I in this hamster that's a, wheel? That's a big topic. Yeah. So we could do a whole whole thing on that yeah i agree 
But so, yeah, let's transition into <laughs> our joy. I know we've kind of touched on, or maybe I've touched on it more. So what's been bringing you joy? Ms. Josephine Shinkanyets, formerly known as Bungert. Josephine <laughs> Lee Shinkanyets. What do they say? Knee? Isn't it like knee? Like when they knee put Knee Bungert? Yeah, knee. What, why is that knee? N-E-E. It's to negate. It's like a negative. It's... The, I don't know exactly the definition, but the word knee is to negate. So, like, you're minusing or subtracting. But it's still saying, like, this is what they were. But it was present, okay. yeah. I don't know. Did like, I get... pronounce your last name right? You did. You did a great job. You know when I learned that, everyone? The rehearsal dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, better late than never. You know? It's fine. I. Um, but speaking of that, when I had to renew my license last week, and, like, Every time I have to do my signature, it is a struggle because I haven't really had to do yeah, it that much. And it's a lot. There's like, I feel like it's not a flowy signature. Not at all. <laughs> there are so many letters. So anyway, like they took my picture, they did all these things like, all right, so now you need to do your signature. And, and of course it's on like an electronic pad too. Oh yeah. And I was like laughing to myself. The woman was probably like, what is wrong with you? But I was like, this is going to look terrible. No one's going to be able to read this. Oh my this. gosh. Did you just have to do but Josephine Shikanyets? Josephine L. Shikanyets. Yeah. Because that's wow, what I... Wow, that is a lot of letters. Do it's, all fit? It's, it's a mouthful. You know that I had to, um, on my bank cards, they had to remove my oh, yeah. middle initial? Yeah. It's an interesting that world. That is quite the Scantron fill-in. Oh, God. That's why I tell Joe that... When we eventually have children, their names are going to be three letters. <laughs> like, there's absolutely <laughs> not. And he's two syllables, preferably three syllables. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, what's bringing me joy? Well, it's my birthday week, bitches. Holla. <laughs> so I'm trying really hard to not... You know, over the last, like, four or five years, I've stopped saying, like, I'm getting old. Right? Yeah. Because, like, I'm not. I'm getting older. Like, yeah. all the time. But it's like... Which I is a still... blessing. It absolutely is. But it's like, even though like some days I feel a lot older, like I feel some days I'm just like, when did I become, you know, old? Yeah. In general, I'm like, I'm not old. So it's great. And it's all wonderful. See, that's the mentality I'm working on. But so that's, that's been my mentality. Like yesterday when I was celebrating with my family, I'm like, and people are like making old jokes. I'm like, sure, that's fine. I still feel fine. I still feel young. I still feel healthy. It's all great. And I feel like you also, like, I mean, like, you, you're turning 29, which Josie was a grade older than me, but you're yes. only five months, yes. less than five months yes, older than me. Because apparently I was very intelligent as a child. No, you are very intelligent. I, I don't think that it's true. But no, anyways, you are. You were a rock star. Apparently I was bored. I don't know. Um, what were you going to say? What was I going to say? Oh, 29. I feel like you, like, if I were you, I would feel good turning 29. Like, I feel like you're in a really good place in your life. <laughs> well, in five months, that'll be you, so you'll be feeling pretty good, and too. And I'm, right? I'm, I'm really struggling with, like, not feeling that way. Oh, you're going to be great. Yeah. No, and in general, like, I'm totally fine, like, where things are at. I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, which Tessa and I talk a lot about how, like, we used to say where do you see yourself in five years we used to do this all the time oh i hate that well when we were young we were yeah. in high school and then we were in college and we would say that all the time right i i know the romance of it yeah like you always out. you know and recently we were talking about how both of us had said at one point a long time ago or whenever that if i don't have kids by the time i'm 30 my life is over 
And like, but and but like we were, you know, that was we were also yeah, younger, yeah, and like yeah. we both want kids, so like you know that was just our mindset. But I talked to her recently, and she's like, "Aren't you so happy that like you no longer feel that way, like that your life is over?" I'm like, "I feel the opposite. <laughs> I'm happy I don't have them right now." <laughs> like, yes, it's just, I agree. Because just for me, it's it's been very nice to have. Almost two years now of Joe and I being married and we don't have kids and like just, you know, just different things that we've been able to do and like time we've spent together and whatever. But it is super interesting looking back being like, I thought I would be a failure if I didn't have kids by the time I was 30. Two years. Yeah. No, I know. I, um, I never thought that because I knew, well, actually I did not know I wanted kids for a very long time. Well, right. Yeah. And when I did realize that I was like, I want them later, later being like 34, 35. Right. Now I'm starting to get a little bit stressed about that. Well, that's beside the point. But it's the idea that, like, I thought for sure I'd already have yeah, multiple yeah. kids, a house. I mean, you, yeah, you you're know, just like, kind of unrealistic. Well, and also, like, I'm so happy it didn't go yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy, <laughs> like, too. But, you know. I will be. I maybe will finally my 30th. Go, who knows? Yeah, I will finally be ready yeah. when that comes around. I was not ready. I'm so. I will be ready when it comes around. I'm not ready right now. To have kids. For you to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness I have your sign of approval. I told you, you always gotta give me a little heads up. Yeah. For me to process. I don't like being blindsided. Well, and even, like, Joe and I, like, it's been very nice to, like, just t- take time to, like, really think about when we want to have them. Yeah. Instead of just, like, sh- we should be having them. Yeah. You know, like... You have a... You're in, like, the luxury of... Oh man, yeah. leaving Dink status is gonna be real tough. Yeah, I know, but real it's nice that you're able to like really think about that as a couple because like yeah, I'm I mean, starting to think I should be maybe taking some fertility tests and potentially yeah. freezing my eggs. Like hey. I'm like, I know that seems like so far off, but I'm like, I understand it though. I'm like from a health perspective and a yeah. biological perspective, it, I get it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's, like, actually, I'm very okay being single. I'm very okay, like, by myself. Um, so, like, now I'm kind of stressed that I'm, like, I'm been so okay doing that that I'm, like, holy shit. <laughs> like, what happened? However, <laughs> maybe I'll cut this out. I don't know. I was listening to a podcast, um, Grand Story, I think is how you say her name. She's, like, very mm-hmm. well known as, like, a this, she wrote that style, um, love style. Oh, yeah, that book. book. Yeah. And they had, like, just kind of, like, a podcast. Every other week, they, they don't do it anymore, but they had Pocket, part of my French. It was called Part of My French. But they just talked about topic, like, friends. Yeah. And one of them was, like, I've come around to, like, the realization, like, if I'm not with someone by a certain time and I, you know, and I want kids, she's like, I want kids, I'll do it on my own. And I was, like, that actually was very freeing for, like, me to hear that. Be yeah. like, oh, yeah, I could do the same. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So that, like, laid yeah. out the pressure a little bit. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Wow. We were really taking this podcast episode a lot of ways. Yeah. Hello, vulnerability. Wow. I feel like yeah. this is the most I've shared. It's wonderful. I love since it. Since we've started this. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that's my joy, my birthday. What's what's your joy? No, you gotta have... Okay, yes. Your birthday, you're feeling uh-huh. good about your age. Yeah. But, like, it's fine. you don't have something else. Uh... Cannot I mean, be the pets or the weather. When I tell you I do nothing right now, that I do nothing. <laughs> um, 
Let's see. Okay, the other reason I need to be ready for you to have kids is because, like, I'm really gunning for that godmother spot. <laughs> <laughs> so I will you be know, there involved. Either, I, either way, I'll be involved. And you have to think about this, and this just makes Joe want to die. There's a very good chance I could have twins at some point. Oh, yeah. So. Hey, I have experience with, well, not personal. I mean, well, siblings, twins. <laughs> your siblings, I know. But I'm saying, like, there could be many opportunities for godmother that's status. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm just, like, really putting my name in the hat because I feel like I'd be really good at I it. I love it. That's great. Wouldn't I be good at it? Of course. And, like, my godmother and father are my aunt and uncle, which I'm like, I like, but they're already built into your life. Yeah. No, it's been really, like, my godson. It's like, yes, it's my cousin's kid, but, like, she could have easily chosen somebody yeah. else that was already built into her life. Yeah. Like, that's not her cousin. But, like, my godson is the greatest human. Yeah, he's cutie. And he's just such a good kid. And, like, the fact that I get to be his godmother is very exciting. And I get yeah. that, like, it doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people. But, like, I have an extra layer with him. Like, I'm not his aunt. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Wait, who's his godfather? His dad's brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know. The other joy, I've just been, like... I don't know. Just doing the same shit, different day, man. Okay. Wow. It's my I feel birthday. Like I, I feel like I always have like so much for the joy. That's where we're two different people, man. I need to get myself Some into joy. an optimistic headspace. All right, go ahead. Well, you need to take a leave of absence. <laughs> okay, like if I want to be like more like um, what's that called? Like sentimental. Okay. Like I don't know. That's not the word. More like spiritual. No, what's the word? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Like less materialistic. Going. Whatever. Oh, okay. Bring me joy. Yeah, like the pool day. Like seeing my friends. I went up north oh, with yeah, my family. The pool day. Um, so I've been able to just do like, and I went to a Badger game for the first time in like five years Amazing. with one of my great friends, and I went to like the Leon Bridges concert. So I've been doing a lot of like joyful things. Yes. Oh, I'm going to Harry Styles on Wednesday. That's bringing me yeah. joy. Holy <laughs> shit! That's great. That's your birthday week too. I know. All right. Continue. Okay, but in true Natalie fashion, it's got to be product corner. Oh, God. Are you going to go which get them? Is, you're, is, you're looking around like you... Which is funny because, like, I am the minimalist, but I... Or, but that means I'm very materialistic and that I put a lot of thought into my things. Which is fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you looking for something? What no, no, no. I had oh. to just, like, recenter it's myself. It's the candle, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> I love it. So, I went up north with my family. We stayed at Bluefin Bay Condos, which is just north or south of Grand Marais. Went to the, you know, they have shops in Grand Marais, whatever, mm-hmm. they're cute. Some of them are, like, small towny. Some of them are less curated. I went to a shop, and I was, like, I just, like, from the first, from the get-go, I, like, saw, like, these, like, teapots, kettles that are, like, really popular. And then I was, like, okay, we gotta go in this. That, like, just caught my eye enough to go yeah. in. Because, like, yeah. I really am not a big shopper. I was looking around, like, everything was just so well curated. Like, like, just... Everything. And I'm not a big candle person because I don't really like the scents that much. Like, a lot of them are too artificial or plastic smelling. I'm just kind of like... I'm definitely picky. "Eh." Yeah. Yeah. And so... And I don't like having a lot laying around on counters. So, like, it really would have to be, like, something I really like. They had this brand called Tatine. I think that's how you say it. T-A-T-I-N-E. Maybe it's Tatin? No, Tatine. It's gotta be Tatine. And I just, like, picked it up. I was like, I'll just smell it. And I was like, wow, this smells really good. I started smelling all of them. I was like, 
wow. I was like, I can't believe I love all these scents. Mm-hmm. They're really unique, mm-hmm. but really well curated. And so I went to the other side, and they had, like, see the other scents. And then I kind of was like, wow, this is great. And then the clerk was like, yeah, they're out of Chicago, small batch, like, woman-owned. And I was like, well, that's kind of, like, minimum for me. Like, it has to be, like, small batch. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, I really like this scent. So I finally chose one. There's, like, a couple I wanted, and it's, like, $45 for 8 ounces. So it's, like, not cheap by any means. Oh, my gosh. So the scents are incredible. And then... I open up this like origami box and I'm reading it. The glassware is individually hand blown, like mouthful and glassware, and it's like meant to be drinkware. Like it's yeah. so beautiful. So I was like, I just love that intentionality. Yeah. I also got these earrings. So that's so the store was up top, uh, upstate Minnesota, and the first time I went there, it was just someone working, and I was like, Oh, are you the owner? She goes, No, it's this guy and. You'd think the store would be in New York. Like, he's just so cool or whatever. Came back with my mom because I was like, my mom was like, oh, I really want to see it. He was working. So I was like chatting his ear off and we were talking about Minneapolis and just his background. Like, I was like, wow, you're just a really well-made store. And like, Grand Marais, like, did you grow up here? Like, what's your story? So we were talking. Got these earrings that are really cool. I don't have like a back. They're like an everyday earring from a jewelry store out of Montana, a jewelry maker. I think it's, uh, let me try to find it. It's like. Do you know if those candles can be ordered online? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, because my friend Adam again, I'm going to just keep name dropping him because he doesn't He's never going to listen, so. He was like, oh, what's the name of the candle place? I'm going to order as a thank you for someone. So, Yeah. Um, the, the earrings are Zalia, Z-A-L-I-A-S. They have a lot of, like, really cool, like, just, like, staples. Um, and I got a salt cellar for the first time for my mold-down salt, so oh, I don't have to, like, take the little yeah. bag out of the box. Yeah. Yes, that nice. is cool. All at that store. So, awesome. that's, like, my product corner. That's great. Grand Marais, um, Java Moose is probably my favorite coffee shop in Minnesota. Oh, it's really? very high up there. I've never actually been, I've, like, oh. watched it by it so many times. Every time I go there and I try to get, like, something that I would normally get, so nothing, like, crazy, but it's, like, they have excellent lattes, which that, that for me, is always a coffee shop definer, how they make their latte, the, how the flavors come through, whatever. Their lattes are really good. But also, they're, like, not cold pressed, but, like, iced coffees with flavoring in it. They've got a few different mm. options. Incredible. Do you see in Grammarie? Yeah, I've stayed there a handful of times. Like you stay in the like by the town. We or... stayed in a hotel that was right across from World's Best Donuts, so I've stayed like oh, right yeah. there. And then we did stay in an Airbnb that was probably the same distance as Bluefin Bay, but north. Oh yeah. Um, and then came down. Um, okay. And then I've stayed at. Um, we did a. I think my family we were at like a. It must have been another Airbnb, but it was like Lutzen area. Oh, Because I've yeah. stayed in Lutzen twice, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, mostly the yes. area outside and yes. Tofty. Like, I love Tofty. And, yeah. But Grand Marais itself, I've stayed in, I guess, twice. But I've been there. Oh, yeah. So many well, times. Well, I remember getting coffee because I'm, like, there in the afternoon, so we're just going to the oh. brewery. Yeah, but even in the afternoon, I and also I just, like, love the vibe in there. Like, it's yeah. so... Okay, I will make sure I go nice. Yeah. Time. It's so good. And also, just a side note, World's Best Donuts is 1,000% not the World's Best Donuts. No, absolutely not. So, if you're you're a visitor, don't be fooled. I didn't even go there the last time. Yeah, they're not that good. Yeah, no. 
The Svetanoli's pizza is good. Oh, it's so good. So, so good. Yeah. Love Svetanoli's. Yeah. I love that I've been to Grand Maria enough that I, like, now know all these things. Oh, yeah. Well, Svetanoli's is, like, an institution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's our plug to travel to Grand Marais. Yeah. I'm going Explore to Duluth. Minnesota. Yeah, and I'm going to Duluth in two weeks. So that's my other plug. Yeah, what joy. are you going to do? Well, we're going to stay one night in Canal Park, like, at a hotel. And then... um. The other two nights or three nights, I can't remember. We're doing an Airbnb like 45 minutes west that's like in the woods. Oh, nice. To yeah. Like to like just be. Decompress. Yeah. 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 I, as Joe and I, like we went back and forth so many times of like where we're going to go. And at the end of the day, I was just like, Joe, I just need to get out of town. I honestly don't even care. <laughs> we yeah. just need to. So, and Duluth, I have not been there in the fall in a, a few years. So yeah. it'll be nice to. I haven't been, I don't go to Duluth a ton. Like, I've only been there to, like, perform, really. Oh, man. I used to go every summer, just even for a day. Because really? it's a really nice drive, and then. But... Oh, the other thing bring me joy. Mm-hmm. So when I bought my room furniture, which, spoiler alert, the mirror did not fit downstairs, had to return that. Nightmare. The dresser drawers did not stay closed so now i just have my bed and side table so that's why i said it feels like an airbnb a yeah. very nice airbnb <laughs> don't get you. me wrong so, i give you five stars one of the things i'm learning as a renter who's into like design is like what things can you change about your rental that makes like financial sense that they let you do are you talking about a tv show no oh <gasps> but i've heard about this yes, yes. okay it's minnesota based <laughs> yes I have, I'm pretty sure I still have the tab open because yes. I was like, I want, let's see, what was it called? I know it's exactly called like rent, rent restoration or rent, uh, rent fluencer. Yeah. She's from Minnesota. Yes, she is. But it's literally what you're talking about. Which this is what I've been, ser- I was like, literally was searching the internet. So yeah. I feel like I was like, and Patty Wagner before yes. I even heard of her. Amazing. So, I've now switched out two light fixtures. I've kept the old ones, but. Switching out light fixtures is actually pretty simple. Like, you just have to have, like, make sure you have the ladder. Yeah, I would, I would say so, yes. But, so the first time I did it with my mom's friend who lived in North Loop, and then he stopped by, and then the second time I heard my friend's sister's friend who painted my walls, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to paint them. I was like, hell no. So I was like, okay, well, like, can you just put this in? Whatever. It, like, literally cost me, like, $50 for him to put this in. And this is my joy. I bought a dimmer switch. The dimmer, which 1000% makes a difference. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, having your room to, to control the light, because sometimes you want it really bright, but sometimes at night you just want it to have like a little bit of a romantic mm-hmm. hue. And the the light fixture I got has like a nice like um, frosted bulb, so it's not like so in your face. It makes a world of difference yeah. for like the ambiance. And it cost me like twenty five dollars for the dimmer switch. Yeah, part of the fifty dollars I paid him for the labor of the light and the dimmer switch, and I was like, he, the, the owner's never gonna know. There also was a dimmer upstairs in the dining room already, so it was like exactly the same dimmer. Also, the owner's gonna appreciate it when you yes. move out. Yeah. So I was like, I'm okay sinking yeah. thirty dollars into like yeah. my rental. That's I was and I was telling Natalie that we have a dimmer on our kitchen lights, and it is the greatest thing in the world because like. It's our, like, pretty lights, too, so they're already, like, a dark yellow. Yes. But, like, just to have those on low at yes. night is my favorite thing. Yes. So good. Yes. I totally agree. Yeah. Wow, you're a joyful peach this this week. I am. See, I love I'm, it. I'm coming back into myself. I love it. I'm really it's wonderful. making a comeback. I'm, like, over here beaming at her. It's so wonderful. I know. 
But yeah, Renfluencer, we should definitely watch this show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Where are we at? <laughs> An hour 43. Okay. okay. Hopefully, the, okay. Hopefully the audio quality is good. Our, my computer has not stopped. I know. It's a good sign. Yeah. All so, right. yeah. Are we good? <laughs> Was there anything else? No, I think that covers it. Hopefully <laughs> that made sense. If you're going There's a lot it, of it that probably didn't that I was saying, so I understand. Me too, though. I kind of was like word vomiting. But <laughs> if you're feeling anything like us, no, you're not alone. You can message us because we have like 20 listeners that are consistent, yeah. so we can keep up with the messages. And like I said, I got the time, so <laughs> I don't do anything. <laughs> I have the time now, a little bit. Okay, well, we'll see you hopefully sooner rather than yeah. later. That's good. Thanks for listening. This is truly my great joy right now. Yeah, I don't mind too. It's so fun. It's great. It really is fun. I just don't like the editing part of it. I know. So we need to like find like an intern. <laughs> yeah, if you know anybody who wants to work for free, let us know. Yeah, maybe someday we'll be able to pay. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. Talk bye to bye. You later. <laughs> bye.